Welcome to the Sharing the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we look for inspiration on the journey to discover what matters most. I'm Wynne Leon, and in this episode, I'm with Dr. Vicki Atkinson, my co-host, and we're talking with blogger, writer, and master storyteller, Stuart Perkins. We talk about the dare that got him to start his blog, Story Shepherd, and the long line of family storytellers that are part of the foundation of his craft. We also reflect on the nervousness of publishing a first post and the joy of finding out that writing down our stories helps us to find out how alike we all are. Stuart tells us more about his grandmother, Nanny, who is a repeat character in his writing as a core of the big family roots of his childhood. Vicki and I ooh and awe over his ability to deliver last great lines and Stuart reminds us to write down what we know and keep at it when it comes to getting published. This is a great episode celebrating all the wonderful things stories do for us, connecting us to family, pride, history, and colorful stories about growing up. Hi, and welcome to the Sharing the Heart of the Matter podcast. I'm Wynne Leon, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Vicki Atkinson, and our guest of honor, Stuart M. Perkins. Stuart is a writer and blogger, a master of the art of storytelling, whose writing always makes me feel like I've just received a huge heart hug. Stuart, you were my first follower on WordPress, so I feel a kinship that goes beyond the wonderful stories that you tell. In fact, when I discovered that I could follow you back, I re- received a beautiful gift in the stories you tell. Things like how the scent of vanilla brings you back to the days in your nanny's kitchen, You describe what you enjoy enjoy most as peeling back or shucking the obvious from the situation to reveal the entertaining story beneath. So have you always been a storyteller? I think I always have been a storyteller, but I came from a long line of storytellers. I grew up uh, in a rural way in Richmond because my grandparents had a farm and they had five children and gave each of their children a piece of land around their farm. So we grew up surrounded by cousins. We could all see who was in whose yard. And my grandmother's farmhouse was the centerpiece. So just by default, every evening, most most cousins and aunts and uncles would end up on her back porch. And I come, luckily, from a, a hilarious family. They're all they're, they're <laughs> funny. They love to tell funny stories. And they love to tell stories, period. So we kids would sit at the feet of, you know, five or ten adults who spent their evenings telling stories about what had happened during the day or what had happened 50 years ago. Oh, and, that's great. You know, and usually they were funny. So yes, I came <laughs> from a long line of storytellers. Long line of storyteller. You um, you made a comment that you were nervous to publish a, a story You're on short Story Shucker, your blog, and you expected to get laughed off of WordPress. But instead, your, your beautiful and descriptive and evocative posts uh, are so incredibly well received. Um, Vicki and I are huge fans, but so are so many others. Uh, can you tell us how this reception has changed how you think of storytelling and writing? Well, I I was a little ashamed or embarrassed, or I thought it was going to go nowhere. I mm-hmm. I was dared by a friend to start a blog when I didn't know what a blog was. <laughs> but I, I I wrote a post about all of my posts are true stories in some fashion. There's some, hopefully there's some nugget in there that everyone can relate to. But I thought when I first started this, no one's going to understand what I mean or what I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make, or this will be worthless. But I took the dare and posted one 
one post. And I think in two days I had three followers and I thought, wow, you know, wow, I was, I was so amazed that right. anyone could, could read something, you know, five or six or 700 words I'd written and understand it and feel something from it. And as I've said before, it's, it's writing is fun. I don't know what I would do without being able to write, but it's so much more fun when, you know, people read it and yes. when they appreciate it and it affects them in some way. Right. Right. Well, I think of you as kind of the master of the last line. And I'm going to read one of your posts that I love called Getting Get Dirty. Okay. And um, and I'm just going to, for anybody that, I, I can't imagine that there's somebody that hasn't heard you but uh, or read your blog, but I'm going to um, read this just in case. So Get Dirty. I'm going to be dirty today. As a kid, Mama often met me on the back stoop as I came in from playing outside. With a broom in her hand, She'd have me slowly turn in a circle as she brushed dirt from my blue jeans. She wasn't against sweeping my bare legs either if I happened to be wearing shorts. Don't bring that mess in this house, she'd say. Did you plan to get dirty? Well, no, I hadn't planned to. I was a kid. There was dirt. We met and fell in love. The end. (laughs) I remembered that this morning as I thought about where to plant some things in the yard. I still love dirt. Not perlite and potting soil in plastic bags. I love real dirt, earth. One of the finest smells of spring is that the first whiff of good, clean soil. Sealed in by frigid winter, spring unlocks the scents I noticed as a kid. Dirt in our garden had a plain, chalky smell. Dirt in the yard had a more sour smell. And digging in the woods provided pungent aromas too delightful to describe. Dirt smells good. (laughs) Dirt feels good, too. Powdery dirt in the garden stuck to our sweat when we worked in the long rows, and red clay in the yard felt almost oily as it clung to our fingers and hands. Different soils in the woods provided a variety of textures, from a mushy sludge along the creek to a sandy light mix up the hill. As a kid who spent almost every day outside, I knew my dirt. Mama ended up sweeping off quite a bit from my pants before allowing me into the house. But it wasn't mere dirt she swept. It was ground-in goodness and muddy proof of the fun I'd had. I didn't plan to get dirty. It was just good luck. Excited to get into the yard this morning, I remembered that happiness that digging, feeling, and smelling good old dirt can bring about. Coming home with blue jeans caked in for mom's mama's broom was never my goal. I'd had a great fun, and muddy jeans were a byproduct of my good time. I never planned to get dirty. Today, I'll put on blue jeans and dig in the yard to plant a few more things. Along the way, I'll wipe my hands on my pants, feel gritty soil stick to my skin, and marvel how sweet the earth can smell when you stir it up a little. Today, I plan to get dirty. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that great? That last line. um, And just the humor that you use. But you just bring it full circle. That family... The nostalgia. Well, those are the things that I like when I read something. I like a hook of some sort. You know, it's mm-hmm. it makes the the piece all you know a little bit more magical to me when you can wrap it full circle and you know it gives a little punch, a little a reason to giggle or or say aha or yeah I got yeah. that you know to have that little hook at the end. Yeah, and it, well, but it mainta- it maintains the truth of the story. It's just right. It has a little hook. Yeah, and it feels to me like a gift, like you're unwrapping this gift, which sort of goes back to your description of your blog, you know, shocking the, to get what's sweet underneath. 
Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I've thought of a name for the blog. I wanted something different. I think it is different. Mm-hmm. But um, but that but it describes what I feel about you. Know, we all have stories to tell. Mm-hmm. And every day, th- things we do every day, there's there you can usually find a meaning in 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 most of it if you yeah. look and you know just peel back the nonsense yeah. because life can really get in our way. And but we have to <laughs> yes. you know, stop and look for these nuggets sometimes. But they're yeah. there. You just peel back the nonsense and there it is. Yeah. And the, the only difference in 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 me and anyone else is well, not me and everyone else, but me and some people is that I chose to write these things down. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I thought no one's going to care for this or understand it or get it. But people, I have some followers who are in various parts of the world, and it doesn't matter what country they are or who they are, they relate to these things in some fashion. And I think that's the whole that's the whole purpose for for my blog anyway. Yeah, that's wonderful. I one of the things, and it just sort of hit me like a thunderbolt here listening, you know, to to Rin, when reading your work and and the conversation, I think some of the appeal for me, and this must be true for other followers too, but I'm wondering how you feel about it, Stuart, is you give us a little peek into a simpler time. And for me, uh, you know, a peek at rural roots and the connections and family, you know, and and things that are, are really about, you know, care and keeping of the earth, one another, all of that. It just, it hits a note of recognition because I think there's a lot of disconnectedness in the world right now and a lot of loneliness. So when you hear people give you feedback like that, does is that a feel good for you? Is that something that it is because uh, the, yeah. I, I told you the way I grew up, and I wish that I wish everyone could have grown up that way because yeah. you without a base, you're you're not going anywhere without a good base. Mm-hmm. And I had a great base. Now you know I strayed a time or two, but I be you you just have to hope you come back full circle and live live through it all. But that that base is what I try to convey to others. And if they didn't have it, then I'll share my base with them because I feel so strongly about how great a base that was. And it goes back to what I said before. I'm shocked, still shocked after these years of doing this blog, that people who did not grow up at all like I did or they're from another country even, but I can say a few lines about a certain topic and they'll, they'll say they cried or they laughed. You know, we are just all the same. We really are the same. Yes. That's yeah. right. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And it comes through, right, When It does. It comes it's, through. It's, it comes through. It, it, I just was thinking as Stuart was acting there, it just resonates. There's something that just is a note that mm-hmm. um, I think that resonates. I didn't grow up in a rural childhood, but the idea of family and farm and coming together, I mean, that just, it's just such a, a sweet yeah. face, as, as yeah. Stuart says. So you went from writing on your Story Shucker, Shucker sorry, having trouble with that one, Story <laughs> Shucker blog. You've written for Virginia Living Magazine and Alexandria Living, Chesapeake Bay Magazine, Guideposts. You've published in Chicken Soup for the Soul um, and also several things uh, published by The Local Scoop. I mean that's just a long and lovely list. Uh, what's this? How's this? What's that story of your writing journey? Well, this well, you know, I started like I said, I started the blog on a dare, yeah. and then from there, you know, people would say, "Oh, you should um, have this," and you know, they've read something similar in this magazine or that magazine. I mean, the things I write, I guess, are essays by definition, and mm-hmm. you see the similar, you know, the back page of many magazines. So I thought, well, you know, I'll give it a shot. So I gave it a shot. It doesn't always work, 
yeah you know, they may not like it or maybe they like it but it doesn't fit this this cycle or that cycle I mean, you learn a whole lot about just submitting but um it was the whole um, submission process has all been accidental and the publishings have been accidental sort of you know you you submit you cast your net far and wide and hope that someone will like it enough to say i'm gonna give it a shot yeah and um it's a beautiful moment when an editor of some magazine says this is great do you have another one you know that's when <laughs> you know you, you know that's a nice thing and um I do it, you know, they don't always, it's not a monetary thing either. People say, people, the first thing people say is how much did you get? <laughs> and, I, and I say comments because that's what's important to me. I want to hear, I would much rather hear someone say, oh my gosh, you made me laugh or remember something or giggle yeah. than, than whatever the that magazine is saying they're going to give you for your efforts. Yeah. Didn't you say that you got a t-shirt from? Yes, yeah, my very first, um, pub, the very first piece I had published. I was paid in a t-shirt. <laughs> Do you still have that t-shirt? No, it didn't fit then. It sure won't fit now. <laughs> but you kept it nonetheless, right? I kept it for a long time. A long okay. time. Until I needed something to wash the car with. And then I had to. There <laughs> you go. There's another good story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything is a story. That's what I said. Everything is a yeah. story. Everything yeah. is a story. <laughs> So, and in addition to becoming this sort of a second career for you, um, I imagine that writing is, or this writing journey has been a sort of source of source of growth in many ways. What has like writing your stories down been and meant for you and your family? Well, it was, it, it's, I think it's been a lot. It's meant a lot to me like, for all the reasons we've already talked about. Yeah. My family is huge. I have a lot of cousins. Like I said, I grew up with my, my cousins were my friends. I didn't know they were my cousins. So for them, we, we all adored our grandparents and especially Nanny, my grandmother. I mentioned her in a lot of stories. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone adored her, whether they were, were related to her or not. So I think it's, you know, it's a great sense of pride for me to write these things down and have people all over the world read about a woman who I adored. And I think the same is true for my cousins. They, you know, they they are happy to see these things in in print for you know however far that goes, because it, it makes us proud of it, of where we came from and who we are, and we're proud to share that with other people who make us even happier because they relate to these things. Yeah, well, and in so many families, there's such a strong oral history. You know, mm -hmm. sitting on the porch or whatever, right? Right. And I can imagine, you know, the service you're doing for future generations. Because when and I've talked about this, sometimes we write because it's it's our story, and it may uplift or help someone else. But it's also the legacy we leave. And with a family as large as yours, what a gift, right? Not just for us, but all those cousins who had other cousins, right? Right. Right. And my grandmother, she was such a humble, you know, she was she was like the definition of a Christian. She was a humble Christian woman. She was good to everyone. And she would have thought me writing about anything she did or said would have been nonsense. That's you know, <laughs> she would not have seen the point of that. But, so she did she never see any of your No, she did. She died back in 1991. So she mm. never, never saw any of that. But, oh. you know, she she was a good, smart woman. Everything she said was wise and I don't I don't know what any of us would have done without her but for her for me to tell a story about dirt or corn you know she would have laughed and said <laughs> okay we have weeds to pull let's get busy yeah right, right. Yeah. you know I've spent a little bit of time climbing mountains and 
there's a huge storytelling tradition on mountains because you you, know, you get away, you don't have a self yeah. signal. I mean, you are away and, and the guides especially are great storytellers, you know, <laughs> remember that time and you go up onto the mountains, you know, and it's like, we're, we're going to go through cathedral gap, not cadaver gap. <laughs> and then, then they'll tell you the story of why something's called cadaver gap. And it's usually <laughs> this huge, I mean, it's just, it's not digital. It's you're unplugged. It's, um, as as Vicky said, an oral tradition that passes yeah. along knowledge right. and pride and experience. Um, do you, Stuart? Do you have any advice for any other storytellers out there? I have friends who have said, "Well, you know, how did you do it?" And my first response is, "I don't know." You know, just <laughs> write. I read somewhere, and I'm sure you've read it too. The people who say, "Write what you know." That's the first thing. And I thought that makes no sense. I want to write about whatever, but it's, but if you write what you know, then, you know, it's, it's going to be genuine. It's going to come through and people are going to relate to that, that genuine aspect of it. So I would say, write whatever you want to write, whatever makes you feel good to write, write it. As long as you know it, you know, I could not write about building a space shuttle. That would be a little, you know, but write, <laughs> but write what you know, and it's going to make you feel good. And and in that process, you're going to make someone else feel good. Yeah, and things yeah. will take off in whatever direction you want that to go. And that sort of ties back to, to your comment that you made earlier, that you never knew how much alike we all are yeah. until you started writing stories down, right? Right. Because I first, like I said, when I was dared, I said, this is, I'm not going to expose, you know, how my family was that we, you know, all got together and made Brunswick stew or pick, you know, pulled corn or whatever it is. And then I thought, well, why not? You know, it's, that's what we are. Yeah. But the surprise came in. Others do the same things, you know, and, and like I said, people all over the world can make, can comment back to me on how my post about something so, so simple and what I thought was so unique only to my family has made them feel, you know, good, bad, cried, happy, whatever. Right. We're just, we're just all alike. I have a friend who's reading lots of things on WordPress kind of for the first time. And, and she said something to me recently about her perception of blogging was that people were in it to either convince or inform. And she gave me feedback and said, she likes what I write best when it's just the story. Don't, mm -hmm. don't ask me how to feel, just tell me the story. And I thought, wow, you know, not writing to convince, not writing to inform. But I, I think that's another way of saying what you just said, Stuart, right? Just, well, but it's, so it's vulnerability. We, yeah, well, yeah. Everything we hear today is primarily bad news in my opinion, but it's, it's meant to sway us one way or the other convince you of this or say you're wrong for that yeah. but you know my stories I, I i'm i'm not intelligent enough to make it too complicated <laughs> my stories are simple Stop. You know, because Stop. It, it, it has, the simplicity is what makes us you know everyone can relate to a simple fact there's family what did your family do what did your family mm -hmm. say where did your family go we all have those things you know mm -hmm. right so what's next for you well, I'm pretty happy like I am. <laughs> um, you know, I, I blog, I don't do it as ferociously as some do, and maybe I should, but I do it when I can, because like I said, life life happens and you, you're dealing with your day to day, but I love the blogging. I'll always blog because it's been fun. If I had a dream thing, I would love to write a play. That's That would be a dream goal, but um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of them and enough to know that I probably 
probably a little tougher than, than I think it would be. But if I had a if I had a goal set for myself, that would be it. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good one. Wow, Nanny's story. Yeah, <laughs> one big epic play all about scenes from Nanny's life. Oh, that would be fun. No, I can't tell you that. <laughs> right, right. You have to come and see it. <laughs> Darn. Can we get a sneak peek, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sign yeah. us up. <laughs> yeah. So, Stuart, it's been so much fun to, to talk to you. I, I just love this theme of simplicity. We're all alike. Um, tell your stories. Uh, they they will uh, resonate with others and, and that wonderful. So tell us where people, tell our listeners where people can find you. Well, I, I blog on WordPress, Story Shucker. Dot com, I guess it would be. And then I have pieces that pop up now and then in various magazines. And when they do, I always post that on the blog as well. So people can link to that online edition of whatever the magazine might be. But, the, but the blog is, is primarily where I put my, my stuff. That's where, you're, where we can find you. Okay. And then when you write the play, you'll, you'll right. post there you'll too, the right? You'll be the first enough. You'll be the Great. <laughs> Thank you, Stuart. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Our music is With a Little Help from My Friends by Lennon and McCartney, performed by Carolyn Leon. Please visit our website at sharingtheheartofthematter.com for show notes and more great inspirations.